Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this big, beautiful blue and green globe that we call Earth, and I don't mean snow globe or permanent like a (laughs) flat earther, I don't believe that theory. Um, although it's interesting, that theory, um, I don't believe it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I hope that you are able to take full advantage of the new energies coming our way. The Schumann Resonance, which is usually hardly anything over in Italy, registered a, a whopping 72 and went all the way across the chart uh, earlier today, a couple hours ago. And the energy of this Lion's Gate portal is extremely powerful. If you've been feeling a lot more ascension symptoms the past couple days, that just might be the reason. Uh, Tiredness, brain fog, fatigue, especially fatigue, having wild dreams, having hard time sleeping, all the the usual suspects uh, (laughs) that people have been having for the past oh, I don't know now, six or seven years might be uh, what you're experiencing. But I just want you to be aware of it and also know that this is a great time to manage. I I just wanted to mention it um, in case you hadn't heard of it or you were uh, interested in it or, you know, forgot. (laughs) But we're in that energy now. And when July 26th rolled around this year, I felt the energy of it. And there's something to do with how we're in alignment with Sirius, which is also known as the dog star. Um... So it's kind of like it's a lion's gate, but has something to do with the dog star or canis major and minor. I don't know. You have to look it up and do your research on it, of course. But there was an astrologer that recently was discussing it um, on YouTube. And, oh, I cannot even remember her name. So you're going to have to look it up. And she was saying that not only is it a portal this time around this year it's more powerful 
astrologically speaking, than it ever has been. And you'd have to go listen to her explanation. It was like almost 40 minutes long. I think it was like a 39-minute video, the one that I watched. And she was talking about how we are able to create more and manifest more, but this is like a time we can literally step into the fourth dimension. We can literally create the life we want. We can literally ascend if we're ready. Now, none of this can be substantiated. I don't really know. I'm just the messenger here. <laughs> you know, do with this information what you will. Uh, take it as it resonates and leave the rest. Um, I don't know when all this stuff started, like January 1st, February 2nd, which is Groundhog's Day and New Year's Day. So those are actual holidays, but then, you know, the 3-3, the 4-4, all these, suddenly we have all these portals. Are they real? I mean, Prime Creators says they're, they're real when I muscle test. So, you know, they're real, obviously, but are they actually significant? I'm gonna know for that when I ask, or, but let me ask more potently. Uh, Prime Crater, is the Lionsgate portal real? Yes. Is August 8th uh, significant? Yes. So apparently somebody somewhere <laughs> in recent years uh, discovered this and started pointing it out there and other people started going, oh my God, yes, it's real. I have never directly gotten the information about it one way or the other, so I don't know. You know, I remain skeptical, but if Prime Crater just said it right now, it must be uh true to the extent that there's something to it so i think it is a good time it is summer and, and it's the hottest month of the year in the northern hemisphere and it's supposedly the coldest here in the southern hemisphere where i live but you can't tell it by the city i'm living in um it's been unseasonably warm it's been extremely hot uh, today and um, two days ago, I went into um, get my laundry. I went in a taxi, and the taxi driver was telling me this is the coldest season of the year. August is the coldest month with the most overcast days, with the most you know clouds in the sky. And as he's saying it, it's literally the hottest day since I've been here for two months. It was little, I mean, but today is the hottest day. And he's like, I know. I'm like, but you just told me it's the coldest month. He's like, yeah, I did. And I'm like, but it's literally the hottest day. And it was just like, uh, who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third moment with this guy. And, and he was like laughing. And I was like, oh my God, this is insane. The most insane conversation. I go, so basically what you're telling me is usually this is the coldest day or the coldest week and usually there's too many clouds. And he's like, yes. I go, but right now it's really hot. And right now there are no clouds in the sky. The sky is bright blue and it's really, really sunny. And he said, yes. I'm like, okay, so this is weird weather then. And he said, yes. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. Okay, finally we get somewhere. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God. It's like, it was almost like he was trying to start an argument. Like, 
saying the sky is not blue, it's orange. No, it's not. It's not sunset time, you know? It's like, yeah, the sky does get orange and pink and purple, but only at certain times of the day. <laughs> you know, and sometimes it's white when it's clouds, you know? It's just kind of weird. But, you know, and it all has to do with perception as well. You know, but that was that was a really strange one. And and one thing that was very odd is an, I had weird arguments about the weather this week. And that one was not really an argument, but it was weirdly like the guy was being almost combative about the weather. But I think he just wasn't able to clarify and so he had some communication issues. I'm like, oh God, is this Mercury retrograde super early coming for this guy? I don't know. You know, or me, maybe I'm missing misunderstanding. But I mean, the guy was jovial and pleasant enough, so I didn't think about it. But uh, in the mall, um, a couple days before that, there was a lady who told me she is here from Canada taking a break because it's so cold in Toronto right now. She could not stand the weather. She said it was snowing on the ground. It was so cold that she could not um, take it. And so that is why she's here with her mom here in Monta, Ecuador. This is why. And I'm like, but this is literally the hottest month in of the year in Toronto. This is the hottest month August, July and August are traditionally the hottest months. And she said, no, no, it's always cold. I'm like, no, no, it's always hot. I know I'm an August baby. It was always the hottest day of my birthday was always the hottest day of the year. You know, it was always super hot. I couldn't go outside. I always wished I could go to the beach. I mean, I know because I know. I mean, I fucking lived there my whole fucking life. Like, almost 40 fucking years. You're trying to lie to me and gaslight me literally about my own country and about the weather and about the way that the polls go when I fucking study this shit, right? You know, I'm like, why is she trying to gaslight me? But you know what? Ha ha. The joke was on me. Monkeys always look. And I looked. And sure as shit, Toronto was 71 degrees. No, there's no snow. Yes, it's been warm there. I mean, for Toronto, that's warm. 71, it's a decent, you know. Was there snow on the ground? No, there wasn't. Has there been? No. Has there been any freak storms? No. Why are people lying about the fucking weather to me? It was so weird. I'm like, why is she? And I'm like, is she lying because her mother was there and that was the excuse to come home because she couldn't hack it in Toronto because she couldn't pay her exorbitant rent amount because she lost her job was she kicked out of university maybe there was another explanation but as it turns out her mother could not understand English and we're standing next to her mother who only speaks Spanish speaking in English so this was so I don't know what that was about. I'm like, okay. I just decided to let her live with her lie and let her believe that she pulled one over on me or whatever the fuck was there. And there's been a couple weird incidences this week. I don't know if you guys are experiencing this or not, but I'm mentioning it 
just because, just be aware of it. You know, sometimes it is okay to allow people to live in their lie that makes them feel emotionally comfortable. And we don't always need to pop their bubble or burst their theories. Um, I've been having an ongoing uh, conversation on TikTok with this guy who at first was insisting through a what looked like a comedian talking about like he's like sweating bullets and running back and forth on a stage waving his arms wildly as if he has serious ADHD issues and or problems with drugs <laughs> saying that all of the Mayans disappeared and no one knows what happened to them and his theory is that they got in a spaceship and took off after you know tens of thousands of years of having a culture and just like leaving the planet randomly and so this ongoing discussion with this guy has been like back and forth comments we've made for like a week maybe a week and a half and at first I was just like I wanted to point out that it is absolute racism that some guy some from either Europe or the US I don't know some guy went to Guatemala and when he was there he expressed the idea that the or suggested the idea that the Mayan people used to exist and no longer exist and they randomly disappeared and nobody speaks that language and nobody can read their um, hieroglyphs or signs or letters or whatever and nobody understands anything about them and therefore they were aliens from another world and they took off and they completely disappeared as a big fucking mystery and randomly people just started okay I just totally accept that but when I lived in Guatemala for nine months I discussed these ideas and the ideas of Jose Arguelles somebody who I had spoken to over the phone somebody I have had conversations with over email God rest his soul somebody who I used to be a part of his fucking Mayan out of time you know thing and when I went to Guatemala I wanted to know the truth is this guy telling the truth or not did he read the Mayan calendar correctly or not and no he did not what he did through his popular movement was to erase the entire fucking culture which is a form of racism and his he himself is he is Guatemalan so he thought he had the right but he grew up in the United States and no he did not and I'm sorry about this Jose and I love you dearly but you got it all wrong buddy <laughs> and people are saying because there was a picture of a man laying on his back and he had something in his mouth and it appeared to be like he's breathing through a tube and and there's a circle around him then that must mean he's an astronaut in a spaceship and when i talked to the archaeologist who not only descended from the mayan people that supposedly disappeared and also grew up speaking the language writing in the language that supposedly no one in the world ever could ever interpret and they don't speak or know the language any longer 
he grew up with this as his language because he is a direct descendant of the people who supposedly disappeared. And through their oral tradition, he told me what happened to the Mayan people. And I mentioned this in my first season, but in case you missed it, this is what happened. They basically moved from the jungle when one person went out or a couple people went out scouting about for a better climate in that area. And they came from the jungle and moved into where the cities were. And, you know, and they created new cities and they kind of abandoned the jungle because, I mean, it's hot, it's sweaty, there are jaguars. I mean, there are reasons to move out of the fucking jungle, right? <laughs> Climate was the number one issue. So they did not disappear randomly. They did not hop into a spaceship and take the fuck off. And no, that is not a spaceship in the hieroglyph with a guy with a thing in his mouth. That is the creation story. It is a depiction of how the Mayan peoples believed the earth was created. They, he blew the energy out of his mouth. And as he breathed upon the waters, he created everything, which is pretty much the creation story of the Bible, right? Like God just breathed and then you know it, things started to be created you know he created the waters and then he breathed upon the waters and then the things were created you know basically I, I'm like paraphrasing because I don't have like freaking hours you know <laughs> I'm not gonna read Genesis you can read it all you want but this guy is like over and over again calling me the idiot but he's believing a TikTok video that he reposted of a guy on stage walking back and forth with zero proof of anything. And he's like, I don't need proof they disappeared. I'm like, they did not disappear. They still live there. They still speak that original language. He said, I only care about English. I'm like, and therefore you're erasing their culture. That's racism. I'm sorry, but you're wrong. You know, and he just, you know, he's like making fun of me and he's, he's just being an asshole. And I'm like, well, this is where obviously your consciousness is at. And that's where it's going to remain as long as you're stubborn and you're um, not compassionate towards others. And he's like, I only care about technology. And I'm like, okay, but this is all like completely wrong. He started sending me videos privately. I mean, it was like ridiculous. I'm like, I'm like, okay, but this is what he's like. Have you seen this? Have you ever seen this painting? You know, he's like, is ever seen? Have you ever seen this picture? I'm like, yes, I have seen this art depicting God creating the world. Yes, you know, they're you know the Mayan version of God. I, they don't say God. There, there was a, I forgot the name at this point, but um, but it is in that original interview, which is extremely hard to hear. Um. I don't know. I my files on my uh, thing were corrupted a little bit when I took it to an ancient. I, I have this uh, recorder where I was recording um, interviews with people, and I was recording my show originally on this like two hundred sixty dollar Radio Shack recorder, which used to be excellent. But the problem was, um, I, I I took it to. Uh, I think it's called Palenka or I mean I've taken this thing all over the place but I was at Lake Titicaca and they went just south of there 
and there's this doorway uh it's called amaru and at the amaru and then there's like two words for it one um was the local peoples and then one was the um word in inca in the original incan language and um when i took this i i did i conducted an interview of a of a, a peruvian woman there who spoke both english and spanish and so it was in English and Spanish. I was trying to do this for you guys because I knew I was going to get back to my show one day. And this is before I started this podcast. Anyway, I did this long ass interview, like an hour long interview. I'm like, damn, this is going to be freaking interesting. And when I got back, all of my recordings were completely erased and did not any longer exist on my device. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I had done recordings going across Lake Titicaca. Um, I had done recordings of the people on the island nation in the middle of the lake that, that where they, they built their own, uh, it, it's a, a female dominated society and they had built their, um, their islands out of reefs, out of like reeds. And they make boats like the ancient Egyptians. And I rode in one with my kids and I, I had recorded all of that. And it just all got erased when I went to that doorway. And oh my God, it made me so mad. How the hell did that happen? It, it just, I was like, dude, like, I'm sure the ETs erased everything that happened at Lake Titicaca. That place is spooky scary when it comes to paranormal stuff. And um, anyway, but yeah, so this guy's like super interested in technology, he says, he claims, but he is ignoring all of the science. And I'm like, if all of the Mayans disappeared, how come there's still tribal people that have the story that had been passed down in the original language? And that's the day-to-day, -day, everyday language these people use. They don't speak Spanish. There are many, many, many villages in Guatemala that do not speak Spanish even today they speak their original ancient languages and that for me was an eye-opener because all I had ever heard of uh, Guatemala you know in the new age community is they all disappeared it was so strange and they have this calendar and we're all gonna die at da 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 you know um, it, it's just people in the new age movements have usurped other people's cultures to suit their needs and to take over and then it's like this false spirituality that has come out of it and then there's a self-righteousness that also comes out of it and a sense of superiority that also comes out of it as if we all know better than you because we're spiritual <laughs> and it's like no you're usurping an entire culture of a people that still exist out of ignorance and lack of research. And this paper that I can't remember the paper that I, I think it may be mentioned in Drenvalo Mikhelzadek's book, The Ancient Secret of the Flower of Life, possibly, because he spent some time there, but he mentioned the theory too, like, oh, well, these people just disappeared from the jungle. They didn't disappear from the jungle. They walked away from a hot climate to a better climate. They walked to a better area. In fact, the better area is just outside of 
uh, Antigua. I feel like it's not incorrect to say, I think they're east of Antigua. If I, I mean, I, I know like if I'm in Antigua, I could literally get on a bus and go in that direction or take a taxi there and find these people because they're still there. And this man that I talked to about it wasn't just some random Joe Schmo. This is somebody who grew up, taught himself Spanish, taught himself English, became an archeologist with a PhD so that he could correct the lies spread by European and American scientists and archeologists who lied with this theory, which is extremely damaging because it attempts to erase a culture. And that is what I was calling racism. Anyway, I don't know why I got on that, but some of you needed to hear it because it's this weird argument that randomly came up. And then this guy just started to devolve saying that I'm not able to listen and I'm not able to hear and I'm not able to, you know, it was like, you're not able to listen or hear. You're not the one that did the research. You're not the one who sought out the archaeologist in Guatemala the way I did. You're not the one that conducted an interview for a show and put it out to the world the way that I did. You know, (laughs) I'm the one that actually was there in person, you know, and then he called himself a Mayan. I go, well, maybe you're a Mayan, but uh, where are you? Do you live in Guatemala? I could tell you that, you know, I could give you fucking directions to the museum that will lead you to this archaeology person, you know, this archaeologist who knows the reality of the lies you're spreading publicly to, you know, and you're just promoting, you know, and he's promoting it from some dude that read the fucking paper that, you know, is promoting the lie about the culture, you know, and it's just, we have to be careful. And this is another thing we need to be careful as we journey about our spiritual journey, (laughs) as we go along our spiritual path, we need to make sure that when we do borrow bits and pieces and snippets from other cultures like say we meditate in a fashion that came to us from you know asia or maybe india or maybe we're listening to what yeshua said that's not even our culture jesus himself comes from a different culture than most people listening to this show right i mean i've been in the top 100 consistently and Mauritius for many, many weeks. So thank you guys. I've been on the charts for iTunes um, and Apple podcasts for um, in Australia and in the United States and in Germany and especially in France. Um, You know, I've been topping the charts at times in parts of Asia, in the Philippines. And when you think about it, even though there are Christians all over the world, Jesus's culture is not any of these cultures. It's only the culture from where he lived, right? So some of the, some of the teachings of Jesus come from that culture. And I think that we need to respect that to the best of our ability, right? So, but anyway, but that's neither, neither here nor there. I'm not a Christian. I'm not trying to promote that or whatever. But I'm just trying to point out that we do borrow things from many different cultures. You know, Jesus living in the Middle East, in Nazareth, supposedly, that wasn't even the name of the place that where, when he lived there. You know, so things were written differently and rewritten and, and, and 
you know, <laughs> there's a whole, that's a whole nother can of worms I don't want to open up right now. But, uh, there are things that we need to understand that things are taken in, in the culture, things are taken out of context, but when we take these things from the culture, we don't want to erase the people in the process. We don't want to erase the culture in the process. We don't want to be like, Ooh, Mayans are super, super spiritual. Ooh, they were in spaceships. They were this, they were that. Yeah. The ancient Mayans created pyramids. In fact, the largest cubic volume pyramid on earth is in Guatemala. And it's not open to the public yet. It won't, will not be open to the public. Oh my God, for another maybe 10 years. But it's gonna be huge. And I cannot wait for La Danta to be opened up. The, the archeologist um, was a friend of a friend of mine, an anthropologist that I knew. And she told me that um, he had spent all of his money. He was on his very last flight, crisscrossing over the jungle of Guatemala, and he almost fucking missed it. And he was tired. He had a headache. He was on his way home. He's like, I'm, I'm giving up. I think my theory, I think my idea that there's another pyramid out there in that jungle, I think maybe I was mistaken. Maybe I was wrong. And his name was Richard. I can't remember his last name at this moment, but I know his first name was Richard because she said, well, then Richard was, you know, when she told me the story and she told me the story. And that was another interview that I conducted that I put, I think in season one, I think it's still there. I think I did do this season and she was a very interesting person anyway. And maybe she's an archeologist or anthropologist. I can't remember if she's an anthropologist or an archeologist. I think she was an anthropologist. I'm not sure. But I do know that she ended up discovering, rediscovering the jade mine, the ancient jade mine, the jade vein, and it's the higher quality jade in um, the world, the highest quality in the world. And there was like a palenka mat, uh, mask that was made, and that was I've talked about that as well in the, in the season one. But um, but anyway. So yeah, he, he had given up. He was like, you know what? I, it's like, unless I see it in the next five minutes, I'm just going to stop looking because I think I'm, it's over. And then all of a sudden, probably four minutes later, he's like, wait a minute. Those trees look a little different. I mean, the pyramid was covered in trees and it's going to take 20 years to uncover it. They're going little by little and the entire creation myth story all of the information about the Mayan people, all of the things that people falsely assumed about them, written in stone literally on the side of the pyramid. And we will not have the full story until probably another 10 years. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> it's it's so exciting. It, it takes forever because this is massive it's literally the biggest pyramid in the world by volume not the tallest but the by volume it's massive and it's weird that there's so many there's so many cultures that have come and gone and maybe they've died out maybe it was a pandemic maybe they survived but moved to a different area it's possible for people to be nomadic right it's possible for people to move to a different area 
it's possible for people to be absorbed by a bigger culture that comes along, such as the Spanish conquistadores, you know, which is why a lot of Latin America now speaks Spanish. Um, but there are still the original peoples here in all the different countries that speak their original languages. They were not completely wiped out. Thank you, God, for that. But as we take these ideas and thoughts from all these different cultures, we need to be sensitive and we need to be loving towards the people that we're borrowing the ideas from. And I think it's important to recognize that we don't always know the story. As you go through these theories and these wild TikTok videos and Instagram posts and things on Facebook and YouTube and all these other websites, you have to take it with a grain of salt and you have to understand that a lot of people get overzealous in what they believe to be true, what they believe to be a spaceship might have a different kind of explanation. Or it might be a spaceship, such as the Dogon tribe. They literally, in their oral history and their written history, cave paintings and all that, literally say, we are from the Sirius star. Here's a star chart. This is where our people came from. We know we're from Sirius, right? The Cherokee people have an oral tradition and later on a written tradition that say, we are Pleiadians. We come from the Pleiades. This is the star system we come from. This is where we are. This is how I know I'm Pleiadian. Also, when I look at my family crests and I see the birds, I know that I'm Pleiadian, you know, genetically speaking, you know, at least in this body, right? So, but you got to understand where you're taking things from and to be sensitive to um, the needs of not usurping an entire culture and without the, you know, without ignoring the people that still exist because I think that's a form of erasure and I do believe that that's racism and it's a very insidious form of it and anyway so that's my my two cents on that I don't know why I needed to go into that it's very weird it's not what I planned for this conversation today but I feel like the world needed to hear it again you know I had mentioned it before but it's just, there's so much going on right now with the disclosure, the aliens exist and they're interdimensional. That's what the government said this week. Holy shit, right? Holy Moses. That's a bombshell. That's a bombshell and a half. That's what happened this week. That's what happened this week uh, in the United States. Uh, the government finally came forward and said, yes, we have recouped spacecraft that were downed that were not from this world yes we have been able to get uh, extraterrestrial biological entities that do not have a DNA that matches ours because they're from a different world or a different species completely and yes these beings are interdimensional this is huge news but also not much news to those of us who have been in the know and those of you who have been listening to me channel these interdimensional extraterrestrial beings like for the past four years, for the past ten seasons of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. It's not 
huge news because we already knew it, <laughs> you know, they're just finally coming clean and admitting what we already knew. We already knew to be true. So that's kind of a weird one. Uh, another weird thing that happened this week, um, a couple weeks ago, and I think I might've even mentioned it on the show that I was supposed to, well, okay. Prime creator one morning when I woke up, prime creator said, you need to start working on meeting the mayor of Monta. And I had had this thought about a year ago. I'm going to meet the mayor someday. When he cut the ribbon and had the ceremony opening the, um, I think it's uh, Alfaro International Airport here in Monta. This is the first um, international airport in this city. And, it, and they are now trying, and then this mayor was trying to open up direct flights from Los Angeles. And I don't know that airplanes can go that far. I think they need to stop either in Florida first or they need to stop in Bogota, Colombia. And then the layovers right now are like eight to 10 hours, but he's still trying, right? He's trying to open it up so that we can have more tourism. More tourism is more dollars and more dollars is more revenue and a better life for the people here. He is an, you know, he has been an excellent mayor. He's done a lot of things that have helped a lot of people. And I knew he was a good man. And so my, like a year ago, I, I heard you need to talk to the mayor of Monta. And I'm like, okay, well, once I get there and get situated and maybe heal a little bit from having lived here in my last place. So like a couple weeks ago, I heard you need to meet the mayor. And I said, okay. And why? And God was starting to say, you need to meet the mayor because your ideas are going to be heard. He's going to actually hear you. He will be able to implement your ideas and your ideas are so, you know, so great. They're good ideas that that will help a lot more people. And that was one of my things that I wanted to do by living here. I wanted to help more people and, um, not just myself, but you know, everybody. Right. And so this past week, in fact, on Sunday, he was gunned down six days ago. He was gunned down at an, uh, at an event along with a professional athlete who is famous here in Ecuador. And I think one of the secretaries from his office, they were all killed, shot and killed at this ceremony. That was something I, it was like a week after the iron man. So I don't know if I had, I don't, I don't think it had anything to do with that. Anyway, the mayor was killed and I'm sitting here perplexed as to why I was told by a creator, by prime creator twice, you need to meet the mayor. And now the mayor is dead. So I don't know. It was apparently some kind of gang. Um, Sicario was a word that someone said. I don't know what that means exactly. I didn't look it up yet. But basically the mafia or a cartel or something related. I don't even know. I'm not in any part of that at all. But it gave me pause. Because shit, you know, um really scary stuff. So God bless Augustine. That was his first name. Anyway. Um, it's really sad. I wanted to meet him and now I don't know, maybe prime creator meant by the time I meet the mayor, the main mayor, but 
that day that God gave me the idea to go meet the mayor, like four hours later, my business partner called me and said, I wanted to let you know that we're going to meet the mayor and we're going to implement our ideas and we're going to be able to have a better real estate business here in this area because he's going to help us and implement our ideas. He's really open-minded. And I'm like, that is freaking weird. And she said, I think that if we could bring more tourism and we can help the mayor, you know, look good and help him do better in the community because he's already so open-minded and such a great person. He was a second term mayor too. I mean, people loved him anyway. Um, so that happened. And because that happened, I'm living under a curfew law again. <laughs> um, the, the man was, God rest his soul, he was gunned down in the middle of the day during an event, very publicly gunned down, I mean, in front of lots of people. It was very scary, and everyone in town, in the city, they're really scared. But because of that, I can't leave my house at 10 o'clock at night now until five o'clock in the morning. And I don't know when they're going to lift the curfew or if it's going to be a, a month. I don't know. I mean, for sure, it's going to be a week, if not a month or two. I don't even know. So that's a, a weird, weird, weird development that's happening. It's giving me pause and it's giving me, you know, it's like, do I really want to talk to the new mayor? Do I really want to be in that office? Do I really want to be involved? You know, it's just like, I don't know now. Um, <laughs> that was a little scary, you know, especially after the last place I lived. The um, <laughs> As many of you who listen to the show are aware that the last place I lived, uh, 12 people were killed by um, in a mafia hit in a restaurant in a tourist community, Montanita Beach. And that had never happened before either. This is the first time in the history of Ecuador that a mayor has been murdered publicly like that. He was like literally assassinated. So, very freaking weird stuff. But where I live and in my little section of the city is actually quite uh, safe. I feel very safe. I don't feel like there's ever a problem here, not on this street. But still, I'm very cautious. I remain quite cautious, in fact. And I go to the movies every now and again. I come home after dark a little bit, like maybe once a week, sometimes twice a week. But I, I walk around all over this place, and I, so far, so good. I feel good. I feel safe. I feel okay for the most part. Um, it is what it is. Knowledge Ravenspell has been a very good kitty, and she wants to say hello to the people. Right? You want to say? You want to say I love you to the people? I love you. I love you. All right. So she wanted. She just woke up and came to say hello to you guys. <laughs> Hopefully, you heard her little meows. Um, her her little birthday is coming up. She's going to be three years old, and I and I'm buying her three uh, presents. I bought two so far. One is an FOX that she can. It's very flat and long and skinny and furry, and she's going to love that. She's going to probably carry that all over the house and throw it around. It squeaks. And then I also got her, and this one's funny. I have to spell it out because she knows this word. It's a M-O-U-S-E, but in the shape, and is gray and furry, in the shape 
looked like a little tiny, and she does not know this word, a little elephant. And it is one of the cutest things I've ever seen in my life. And she does sleep with her other M-O-U-S-C. And she loves it very much. She carries it in her mouth all over the house. <laughs> so her, her little birthday is coming up and is very, very cool. But she has been very more, much more aware of energy. I've noticed that she is something that I thought was a hallucination. She actually saw too. So now I realize it's not. We both saw a little man a little man uh, going under my dresser. <laughs> and I thought, okay, it's the Candida. I have been sick. I've been taking this medication. I was hallucinating for 16 days in a row for about four or five hours a day. But finally, the Candida is almost 100% completely out of my body. Um, the coating on my tongue and the toenail fungus was the last evidence of it. Those things are gone now. Thank you, God. I'm so grateful uh, to God about that. Um, so I'm finally able to, you know, wind down the treatment. It's going to be after probably tomorrow is going to be 14 days more but taking a lesser dose of the antifungals. So for those of you who have inquired about my health, I'm getting there. I've actually lost weight already. Um, I mean, this was, this is holding me back in a lot of ways and, and I feel so much better. My skin is clearer. I have lost some weight. My joints don't hurt as much. The arthritis is gone. Um, for the most part, every now and again, I feel sore, but that's just from working out or walking too hard too hard, too much, um, because I tend to overdo it when I do exercise, but, um, my sleep is better. My dreams are more rich at night. I have like richer colors in my dreams. I feel like overall my entire health has been like revamped and revitalized. And a lot of you are also going through a physical glow up along with your spiritual glow up. And a lot of you are going through transitions right now. And, um, you know, death to the old you and birth to the new you. And a lot of you have been detoxing physically and detoxing emotionally and detoxing from toxic people, getting rid of toxic people and saying goodbye. Several of you have contacted me saying, oh my God, I've known this person forever, but I've decided they no longer have a role in my new life. I'm done. Some of you have, have brand new babies or newish babies who are still under the age of one. Some of you have um, new blended families. Some of you are newly married. Some of you are in a new relationship. Some of you are having endings. Um, you know, congratulations to Rita for graduating and for um, finishing her internship. Now she can move on to a new job and a new life. and even looks like she may be gaining a new apartment and I'm like what everyone I know is going through a glow up of some sort um my my friend Jordan who listens to the show also is going through a glow up she's in the middle of gaining a new job and she is changing her career and she told me something weird that happened to her is that recently and she hears the voice of God the way that I do and she said you know what 
this is what's so weird. Um, I have been dressing kind of neutral or like not ladylike, you know, in the traditional sense of dressing, you know, feminine. But all of a sudden, God told me, you need to change your appearance again. It's time to change your, basically your vibes that you're putting out there. And this happened to me and it happened to her at the same exact time, completely independent of each other. And we just had the conversation two days ago. And she said, yeah, it's weird. I haven't worn makeup in years. And I went out and actually bought makeup. I had bought makeup that day that she told me. I, I sent her a picture. I'm like, look at this, this uh, palette of eyeshadow that's matte. Because, you know, when you get to be my age, you don't want those fine lines and wrinkles to show in the eyes. You want to cover them up instead. So I'm using matte makeup instead of frost makeup. You know, there's a hint if you're in your older years. But, but I said, oh, I can't believe you said that because look, I just bought this like an hour and a half ago. And this is so strange because I've been getting the same messages. Like your true love is coming. You need to um, change it up again. And I've gone through uh, times in my life where I only wear jeans. I've gone through times in my life where I only wear business suits. And I've had times in my life where I only wear dresses. Well, we're back into, or skirts. And, and, and sometimes I've been goth. <laughs> sometimes I've been kind of hippy trippy. You know, I just go different, you know, I just go different ways. And this past couple years, I've been dressed kind of like a man with man shorts and man shirts and man shoes. I, and, and suddenly I just felt like, no, this isn't me anymore. New city, new you and new career and new outlook on life. And new diet and new, you know, no longer doing the candida thing. We're getting rid of all that. And new health and new everything. And I'm revamping completely everything. And so I started wearing makeup. And I started uh, slowly but surely I'm getting there more into my feminine side. My feminine spirit, right? So I, I, I'm wearing makeup, I'm, I'm wearing dresses, I'm wearing long dresses down to my ankles and they're just these free flowing, amazing dresses. And I've noticed since I started doing that, men are respecting me more and they're not like cat Colin, they're not like, ooh, baby type of thing. And they're not, and they were doing that before when I was dressed like a man, I'm like, what? It made no sense. I was dressing like that so people wouldn't do that. And now that I'm just very, very feminine, men are treating me with, like, respect. Weirdly enough, like, opening doors and calling me senora and or senorita if they're trying to flatter me a little bit. But nothing major anymore. I don't know why. I don't know what that's going, what, where this is going or what's going on with that. But... Maybe some of you are going through that too. I mean, it's possible. If I'm going through it, you are because we're our, we're our part of a spiritual collective. So if you are going through a major uh, series of changes like this, new job, new apartment, Jordan's also gained a new, a new job, new apartment, new look, new energy. And the same thing with Rita and other people I've talked to, same thing. Like they're in the middle of everything is new. Everything is changing. Businesses are changing or uh, new ideas, new clients, new whatever. 
and it's exciting. I'm excited for all of us. And I'm, I love talking about new beginnings and new changes at the end of this season of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. So today is the very final day. This is eight episodes. I weirdly had, again, three people saying that they wanted to be interviewed by me. And when I told them what they need to do in order to be interviewed by me is to contact me through either Zoom or TikTok or WhatsApp. I'm giving them a choice or Skype. And then nobody's getting back to me. And I'm like, what, what? Do you not want to be interviewed? I don't get it. And I do believe that sometimes um, people that would not be right for the show are being blocked. It's been just absolutely frustrating because I think they would be okay for the show and I think it would be good, but I have a spirit, divine spirit blocks them and I don't know why, but here we go. <laughs> it's just the energy and what needed to happen. I'd, I'm not really certain why, but here it is. But anyway, I, I mean, I have probably, this has happened 10 or 12 times in the past two years. So I, you know, where people are like, they begging me to be on the show and contacting me up to 10 times. And then like when I finally say, okay, and then they just completely, oh no, my dog was sick. I couldn't do it. <laughs> like you can't reschedule. Is your dog perpetually sick? Like, I don't know. And then the last three or four people that contacted me this season never got back to me. And I don't know why. Like one person did get back to me, but then when I gave them the definitive, here's my phone number, nothing. Fucking crickets. And I'm like, here's my, you know, Ecuadorian phone number. Here's my, you know, for WhatsApp. But also here is my California number. And I'm giving this to people in the States. I know they could call me. I know they can text me for free, right? Most plans are free, right? Am I wrong about that? Anyway, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but I do know that it's, it's weird and suspect, but this is the way that the universe wants it, I guess. This is the way the universe gets it. <laughs> so um, I haven't heard from Tim, uh, the cosmic threader, in, I mean, months, like three months, four months. I hope you're okay, Tim, if you're listening to this. I love you dearly, my brother. I, I do want to hear from you. Just write me on TikTok. And I actually am on, on Instagram again. I could probably contact him from there and see if he's, maybe he's just ignoring TikTok. I mean, it might just be as simple as all that. <laughs> a couple of my friends think that I abandoned them and I kind of don't talk to them anymore because of the fact that they admitted they were jealous of me and I don't need that energy in my life. But I didn't abandon them and I didn't block them or delete them. But because I wasn't on a couple different apps, they suddenly like can't contact me on the original apps we were talking on. So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's a technology thing. I, things are weird. Things have been weird, but but they're weird in a good way. I keep having visions of the future of my twin flame here in my apartment. And every time I have this vision, I'm like, okay, I need to organize that much more. I need to make this place that much better. I need to be that much more accommodating so that when he does come, I'm even going to go buy him a cubby so he could put his things in, you know, you know, any watch, jewelry, I don't know, whatever he has, 
because I don't want the cat to carry it off. <laughs> so I have plans this coming week to buy him a little cubby, like a little bin with it with a lid on it so that he could put his things, you know, so he feels like he belongs here because he does. He belongs in my life. You know, I don't think he would come to, and I keep gaining. He's going to come for like three nights to live with me in my teeny tiny apartment. And then he's going to be like, that's it. I need to break out. This is too, this place is too fucking small. Um, and it is. <laughs> and I have a feeling we're going to be like, all right, let's just go rent another place here in Ecuador and kick it for a couple weeks to really get to know each other and spread out and enjoy our our lives and everything. So, But I keep, hear, I keep having visions and memories of the future, and that might be also happening for you. Memories of the future. That's been happening to a few people. I, I, I weirdly have a memory that this happens or happened and yet I know it's in my future and it's weird. And two or three people have contacted me about that as well. So that's what's going on. And uh, I'm going to take a quick break, guys. And when I come back, I am going to do a Lionsgate portal 8-8 tarot reading. Now I'm doing it specifically for this time, but because I'm doing it during this portal energy time it will hold the energy of the Lionsgate portal and as it holds that energy um you will have it accessible to you anytime you happen to hear it even if it's in five years so um that's basically what i'm doing it's a timeless reading whenever you hear it whether it's this week next week three weeks from now three years from now it will be hopefully relevant to you. Now, you also have to remember that, you know, maybe not everything will resonate. And so don't take in information that doesn't make sense or won't resonate with you. Only what does. And then just leave the rest away. I'm going to do a collective reading. And sometimes I pick up on individual people and we're going to see what comes up. So there you have it. I love each and every one of you. Don't ever forget, in case I forget to say it later, I'm saying it now. And thank you for listening. I'll be right back after this. guys, I've been making episodes of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, for a while now, and many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast. Well, I have two solutions for this question. Number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the Anchor app, locate my channel, and sign up anywhere from $0.99 cents to $9.99 monthly, and you can stop anytime. Or number two is to make a one-time donation of any amount via Zelle, bank to bank or through PayPal using my email mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com also located in the show description. Now with this option, you aren't 
uh, obligated monthly in any way. And you're also not limited. Thank you all so much in advance for your support. Let's keep metaphysical soul speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. Thank you. Right, guys so I have shuffled the cards 11 times I don't know why I had to be 11 I started off doing seven and then I shuffled it an eighth time and thought might as well make it 11 <laughs> so uh, the cards were very very well shuffled and um, I laid out a Celtic cross spread and this is the results uh, usually it takes up to 10 minutes and I didn't want I mean it's kind of boring to hear me shuffling through the cards but here we have the first card so let's just jump right in um basically uh the first card is the center of the entire reading and this is our current situation where we're at now as a collective whole and we have the three of cups and as i'm looking at this i'm hearing the words uh three of fates now i do psychic reading when I do tarot so even though you know there's a traditional sense of what these cards mean <clears throat> there's also the element of actual like psychic ability and so I'm hearing from oh, oh by the way Archangel Gabriel was the angel that helped me pull the cards out as I focused on a question then Archangel Gabriel would pluck the card out and as I was shuffling a few times I want to point this out a few times a chunk of cards fell so I didn't take them and I put them back in the deck but one time it was the Emperor card and one time it was the Empress card and what I heard was some twin flames will be getting together in the next three months if you are on the twin flame journey you know it <laughs> you know don't think oh maybe i am i don't know no you know <laughs> if you're on the twin flame journey you know you're super super serious about your spiritual path more more likely than not and um yeah there's a whole bunch of stuff that i've talked about before about twin flames but if you are on the twin flame journey um i did hear the the psychic message like you know from prime creator directly that a lot of y'all are going to get together. I hope it means me and my guy. Yeah, I, I just keep feeling like we're <laughs> in the last group or the second of the last group gained together. But, um, yeah, so it is It is about to happen. And, and, and when I continued through pulling the cards, these cards did not come out as a part of the reading. But it's it was kind of a subtext, kind of a... And by the way, <laughs> just so you know, and, and I did hear um, within the next three months in relationship to that. And I kept seeing in my mind's eye the lover's card over and over again, which is a classic twin flame sign. It's a classic twin flame uh, card. 
And that one also did not come out in this reading, just for the record. So <laughs> this is a generalized reading. And again, it's a timeless reading. It will be valid no matter when you hear it. And it does carry the energy of the Lionsgate portal because we are in that now. So anyway, so let's get to the first card. Uh, this card is what is our current situation of the entire collective. And the card that came out is the three of cups and the three of cups is a celebration it's friends that are old or new and friends that are in celebration and completely emotionally supportive of each other so as i look at this and there's this is an adorable card i'm, I'm looking at the everyday witch tarot and so there's like three cats in the background playing together and then three women um under a full moon, uh, raising a glass, uh, in celebration of life. And I do feel like we've all collectively been through so much that we are in a process of the celebration of life. We are doing so much in our lives that I think if you have not taken time to do this, it's time to just sit back, take a deep breath, and just be grateful, be grateful and celebrate your successes. Even if they're small, you know, even if you lost, you know, two inches on your waist and you have 20 inches left, that's still a celebration, right? Every little thing that you accomplish is a celebration. You know, uh, like my friend who's, who's worried about all the things, all the changes coming up at once having to move, internship quit, you know, stopping and graduating. Stop stop and take time and and be grateful that you're graduating. That is a really huge accomplishment, right? So, um, you know, for example, but when I see this, I also hear the three fates. And I hear weaving in and out of weaving in the in and out of creation. Is what I hear when I when I touch this card, when I look at it, so beyond the surface of what the card is or what it stands for, I'm feeling that we are weaving and co-creating our universe and we are becoming more and more aware of that. And that for sure is worthy of a celebration. Now, what crosses us, and this is funny, I forgot to do the cross card. So I did the foundation card and then I did what's behind us and then I went, oh, wait a minute, I forgot to do the cross card. I went back and started asking that question and then this card came out. I mean, and I'm asking and double and triple asking, are you sure this is the card for this? So what's crossing us? Well, in the midst of our celebrations or in the midst of we should be celebrating right now, if, especially if you're not, there's this card that crosses us and it is the six of swords and the six of swords is an energy of we got to get the fuck out of dodge right now <laughs> we need to go we need to pack up all of our shit and we need to leave immediately right so i feel like and, and a lot of people are stuck in these crossroads um, like I have two friends right now in Texas, actually they're both in Texas in two different cities that have to move right now. And they're also in the middle of getting new jobs or ending jobs and they need to get new ones. And so like, while they're small successes, 
There's also the, oh, I gotta pack up our shit and move. And I do feel like, as I look at this card, a lot of people listening to this actually do need to move or are in the process or are afraid because the lease is about to end and you don't have any clue as to where you're going to go. Now in this picture, there's um, a woman, she has all of her belongings on her back. She's uh, got her, her broom and her handy dandy black cat hanging out with all these uh, swords sticking out of her pack. She's gathered everything up and they're fleeing. It's a bunch of people fleeing under a full moon and, and it's very windy. It's blustery. You can see the leaves flying all over. So it's kind of chaotic, but it's controlled chaos. And so, and that's kind of how I feel in the collective. Like there's a controlled chaos. There's kind of like, oh shit, there's a lot of stuff up in the air. We don't know what's going on, but we kind of have a plan. So we're going to keep moving. We've already gathered our shit and we're going to move, right? We're going to do the things that we need to do to move forward to, you know, get to where we need to be. So even though a part of us feels like celebrating because, oh my God, that whole toxic stuff is over, but also we still have some work to do and we need to move and we need to move forward. And if you haven't moved or you're not moving or you just moved like me, I just moved. I do know that I need to move forward in my life and I, and that does require some work. So we're still there. That's what's crossing us. And that's why maybe we're not celebrating as of yet. Okay. So there is that. And what is the foundation for all of this? Now, the card that is below is the Knight of wands. Now knights are, are faster than, um, and you know, swifter than, um, kings they they come in hot and <laughs> they come in quickly uh usually from what i understand uh, I, i've heard a lot of people say that anyway but the knight of wands is sometimes it means somebody like in your life romantically it could be a romantic partner could be you and sometimes it is uh something that's coming you know like someone that's coming it could be also an event but the Knight of Wands, Wands are inspiration. And it shows this Knight, he's facing away from, you know, you see him just from behind, so he's facing away from us. And his cat is lazily sleeping on the back of his broom as he's flying uh, over, but he's got his wand ready. He doesn't know what's gonna happen. He's a little nervous, he's trepidatious. And he's like, I don't know, I, I don't have my wand up, but I have it in my hand and, and the energy is starting to come out of the wand, right? And it, I love the artwork on this. And in the background, you see this huge dragon on the top of a mountain and the dragon is breathing fire and it's a very stormy um, energy. Like the, the sky is dark and brooding. And so I feel like our foundation is that we are quick and at the ready. We are coming in hot and we are ready for anything. We have readied ourselves for anything that may come our way, regardless of what it is. We are prepared. We know what to do. And those that depend on us completely rest solid. They can sleep soundly at night knowing that we've got it. We, we're ready. 
even if things might be a little weird or a little weary, we are okay. And those that depend on us are okay. Yeah, and, and they feel the energy like, look, we know something's going to happen. We don't know what. That can mean spiritually. That can mean in your individual lives. You know, uh, like we know the ascension is coming and we are preparing for it. We don't know what's going to happen, but we're ready. It, you know, there, there might be storms looming, but we've got this, right? That's kind of the energy that I get. So um, from this card, uh, so the Knight of Wands, I don't know, when I, when I look at this, what else do I get? I mean, trepidatious was like, I feel like we've been cautious. Like we have been, that's what I get when I, when I touch this card and I think about it right now, our foundation is we have taken the steps that we needed to take. We are prepared. We are preparing, but we're being very cautious. And I'm hearing now cautiously optimistic. We're optimistic. We know that we, and we're also confident is the other word I'm hearing confident. So that's our base right now. That's our foundation. We're standing on confidence and we're standing on just sheer, uh, I, I'm hearing sheer confidence, but we're also standing on like this trepidation energy, this kind of, we're cautious, but we're also like, you know what? Anything can happen and anything will happen and we need to be ready. And I keep hearing preparedness pre and For some of you, that means getting an earthquake kit, I'm hearing. Earthquake kit, um, first aid kit, I'm seeing, uh, and I'm hearing, uh, I'm hearing blue cross, but I think really it's red cross. Although some of you might have blue cross insurance in the States that, and you might be trying to change it. And, um, this might be your sign. <laughs> it's like very specific. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of hearing like emergency preparedness, but I'm, but the fact that I I'm seeing blue cross and, and we have it here where I live, um, there's a pharmacy called, uh, Cruz Azul. It's, uh, you know, blue cross pharmacy, but I'm thinking like a red cross, the, the, the color red is very much a warning excitement and a color of danger. But then I hear blue cross and blue to me represents calm, cool, and collected. Again, being prepared. And blue is also an energy of just peace. And so I feel like with this blue cross uh, image that popped into my head, I think what this means for us is that we're on a foundation of we are prepared, we need to prepare, we need to be prepared for emergencies. But once we're prepared, we will be cool, calm, and collected when the events arise that in which we may need the kit. So I'm telling you guys right now, get your, your you know, antibiotic ointments, your neosporins, your band-aids, your whatever, butterfly stitches, whatever you think you're going to need, just in case, you know, a little sewing kit. <laughs> You know, get prepared for all emergencies. Um, store water. I'm hearing store water. And prepare with candles. And don't ever burn Storno in your house. I just kind of saw an image of someone like trying to light a Storno. You, you can die from the, from inhalate, 
inhalation of that. So only do that outside. Some people are going to have some, like there's some stuff coming and I'm hearing winter. So even though we're on a, we're on a foundation of, we are already prepared. I'm hearing that a lot of you are going to want to, I'm hearing the storm is coming. It's going to be like, it's going to be cold in the U S like the likes of which we've never seen this year. That's what I think. That's what I'm feeling. I don't know why I never really predict this kind of stuff, <laughs> but that's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm hearing. Hopefully it's wrong, but be prepared. So anyway, so we are, I'm also hearing you're prepared for that exam. Don't worry. You're prepared for that test. Don't worry. So whether you're in a university situation or, or you're in school of some sort, or you're taking, you're prepared. Don't worry. This is what I'm hearing. You're prepared for the spiritual test. Don't worry. You're prepared for the, um, emotional and mental tests coming your way. You're prepared for all of it. The physical trials you're prepared for it. And I'm also hearing, get your electrolytes together. Make sure you always have electrolytes, um, just in case. All right. So that was a strange one. I did not expect that. <laughs> All right. So what is behind us? We got the death card card 13. Ooh, one of my favorites. So, um, yeah, the death card means, uh, transformation and change. We, this is behind us, meaning we have just gone through a glow up baby. <laughs> We've gone through a massive collective change, a bunch of shifts and changes. For me, I have let go of a bunch of people that I thought for certain I'd be friends with 17 years, 13 years, 18 years, five years, people I've known a long time. But just because you know someone a long time doesn't make them a good friend. It just means that you've known them a long time, period. It's what I learned. That was a lesson I learned this year. This year has been a series of letting goes for me. I moved. I'm, you know, this is this year I am letting go of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. Season 11 will be my final season. Um, those of you who've been with me for a long time know that. We only have eight more episodes after this one. And I'm going to take two months off in between six to eight weeks. I don't know exactly, but when the timing after Mer or act actually Mercury is getting ready to go retrograde, <clears throat> I will say after Mercury goes direct, I will come back and do the last eight episodes. I will probably end up doing this in either October and November. I'll probably do October, November, honestly. So, um, I don't think I'll do November, December. I think I'll end up doing October, November anyway. Um, so what is behind is death. When I see this card, what strikes me first is, um, uh, that death has a sword in his hand. I should say their hand because <laughs> he's also has a mask on, but so death has a sword in his hand. He is cutting through the toxic bullshit. He's cutting through all the things that no longer serve death to tyrants, death to toxic people and events and things and habits. 
and I see that there's like a fog and I mean a part of me thinks it might be a stench of toxicity but also might be a fog that is creating a mist so that we can become mystical and go in to a fog of the mind or maybe we've come up from a fog but it's like a mist that's kind of halfway through it's kind of I didn't really I, I probably mentioned this the last time I got this card and didn't and didn't remember it but um I think the cat is playing it looks like the cat's laying on the ground but I think the cat's playing in this card it's hard to see the way it's drawn anyway so I feel like there's like this like a, a decision that like a crossroads but we've decided to use that fucking sword and we are cutting all of the toxic crap out. That's basically. And also there's a door open, which would probably, if this was a toxic gas in the picture, it would be letting everything out. Right. So I feel like this is what we're doing. We're releasing everything that no longer serves. We're letting go of everything that no longer serves. And that door that's open, that golden white light is shining forth because we're about to have a rebirth and a glow up the likes of which you have never seen. I know for sure I am. And if I am, you are too. Because if you're listening to this, you must resonate with me on some level. And that's good. We're all glowing up and we're glowing up together. We're getting physically better. We're getting younger. We're getting healthier. We're getting you know, thinner, or if you're really thin, you're actually adding some, some good weight and you're looking good. If you are, um, I'm hearing some people are becoming very athletic at this time, actually, or you just have started an exercise regime. I'm hearing a regimen and I'm hearing a gym. Like some people are going to the gym and some people are swimming and I'm hearing uh, tennis some of you have taken up horseback riding. Oh man, that's a huge workout. Um, and I'm hearing badminton and volleyball too. It's like all these, oh, and all the summer sports are coming out. Yeah, okay, and croquet. Croquet. So I'm hearing that some people are actually lawn bowling, I heard too. And then there's the one at the corn. It's called corn holing, which sounds really dirty but it's actually throwing it's like it's basically a toss game where you throw the um bag of corn into a hole basically uh i i saw like kind of like kind of like a carnival type of atmosphere but for some of you you might be doing any one of these activities and i'm hearing miniature golf now as well so all the fun summer sports that you have not done it's time guys go out and do something fun and active that you're not used to even going to amusement parks walking around all day just make sure you protect your skin when you do this but um yeah for me one of my most favorite activities when i was a kid was going to there was this castle and it's been featured in many movies this exact one it's it's a castle that's a miniature golf course and it is one of the coolest places ever. I mean, it was always so magical when I was a kid. And I used to go miniature golfing with my mom, like, all the time. It was my most favorite thing. And then I ended up going with my boyfriend, Chuck, when I was 16. Uh, we went on a date. It was all romantic. It was like, oh, 
<laughs> and Chuck and I are still friends, believe it or not. We've known each other like our whole adult lives. Anyway, but what's behind us, I think, is we've cut it. We have cut through all the bullshit. We've finally seen through it, and there we go. We cut through it, and now it's it's over. We have gone through the transformation. It's over. We've done it. We've transformed. We've glowed up. You might still be in the process of this, but I'm sure that a lot of those death situations, like a butterfly, you've transformed and you are becoming that beautiful butterfly, that, that beautiful thing that you were meant to be. I'm hearing also somebody just graduated from accountant school. Well, congratulations. That's a very, very specific, oddly specific one. Uh, <laughs> and this is weird. Some people are eating melons. I just heard someone's eating melon. Like I'm seeing like cantaloupe. And I've been watching like a week ago. I was saying, God, I really want a cantaloupe. And I went to the store and then I just didn't even... I didn't even see it. I didn't even like register if it was even there in the store or not. And, uh, but, and I'm hearing vitamin A that's, and that's why vitamin A has been the thing. Uh, some of you have been craving fruit with vitamin A. Like th those are fruits that tend to be yellow or orange on the inside, like, um, mangoes and cantaloupe and papaya. All right. So I don't know why I said that, but I feel like a lot of people are going through a health glow up and you just are going, I'm in the middle of that myself, um, two over like two and a half weeks taking anti-candida medicine and I'm like candida free. I would say 99%. I have like maybe now I have two weeks to take the maintenance dose and I'm, and I'm going to be okay. So thank God for that. But, um, by the time you hear from me next time in season 11, I, I will be candida free. Thank you, God. But okay. So what's above us? This is a message usually for our higher self. Um, so, but collectively what are, what is a message coming from heaven? Basically from the upper realms to us, we could say from the seventh dimension, fifth dimension, higher realms. And that is uh, card number 11, which is which is justice and 11 also is the number of, uh, a twin flames. So it's kind of a secret nod to, <laughs> you know, those of you who are on the twin flame journey, there's a secret nod to you. It's not an official nod because it's not the lover's card, but it's 11 and justice. And I'm hearing karmic justice. When I look at this card and I see it, this is karmic justice. And I feel like justice is coming to those of us who have balanced the light and the dark in our lives. And that includes in our minds as well. So all of the shadows, we, we've been doing shadow work. I'm hearing generational curses have been broken. Um, and when I hear generational curses, what I think of is way different than what most people mean when they hear that. If they say, most people, when they say generational curses, when they have explained it, and when I say they, I would have to say the dozen or so times I've heard this from various 
Instagram, YouTube, TikTok content creators, they always explain a generational curse as nobody in your family has ever been a millionaire. Like throughout all the generations. So it's like a generational curse. And when I hear generational curse and when I use the word, what I mean by it, my definition of, of it that I've always thought of when I hear those words is that there is a curse in your family that has affected generations and it may or may not be financial. It may or may not be health wise or related to other things. And then I always relate that to the courts of heaven going back, uh, you know, up to four generations, um, is, is what the, uh, adversary can, you know, you know, why you could have legal and illegal cases in the courts of heaven against you from the adversary up to four generations back. So, um, I just did a courts of heaven session for a client and something that his ancestor did like three or four generations ago was affecting him. Now he had a spirit attachment from a ballroom brawl that happened that was caused by his ancestor. I'm like, how the hell? That's not even fair. It wasn't even him. But somehow this energy, this stink got attached to him. And he is having to clear it out. Well, he, you know, hired me and I helped him with it. Thank you, God. And he's feeling better. He feels a lot better now, probably. Um, he didn't totally get back to me. He kind of like sent me a, a little heart emoji. So hopefully that means he's okay. But, um, and I got to check in with his higher self and make sure everything's fine. But, but yeah, like I tried to balance his karmic scales right here. I tried to balance that karmic justice for him. And, uh, Sometimes when we are trying to balance the karmic justice for ourselves, it isn't just us that we're carrying. We are the future of our ancestors past. I'll say that again. We are the future of our ancestors past, right? So when they think, well, we'll look to the future for our future progeny. Well, that's us now, right? And we have to look to our future progeny as well. But I think the buck stops here and that karmic justice is being balanced and rebalanced. And as you guys learn and grow spiritually with me, with this show, with Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, as well as with, you know, other books that you're reading and other um, workshops that you're doing and other things, you are learning how to remove these generational curses that may or may not have to do with money. They might have to do with other things. And one of these things is this balancing of the karma. And I love this card, by the way, there's these luxurious, gorgeous, uh, purple eggplant, purple, um, curtains in the background. And I love, 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 love that. It's just, it's so and I'm hearing Lent and I'm hearing Easter. It's kind of the Easter purple. And, um, and, and it's really wild. Like, so I'm hearing that, that, that Easter purple, 
it's like a royal purple and to bring this a little bit to the courts of heaven idea um when i go to the courts of heaven i and and you should too even if you're not christian you don't need to be a christian use the example cite the example of yeshua sacrificed himself on the cross and as he did so he did it to ask for forgiveness of all sins which is basically all legal and illegal case all legal cases against you in the courts of heaven and um in this symbol in the background of these massive curtains um it's like a color of royalty as uh most of us or all of us are technically royalty from other you know we're seedlings of of ancient star seeds that came here and and brought us you know which is that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day and but i have mentioned this a few times so but we are all star seed energy like you know every single person on the planet origin stories we're not from you know this planet necessarily our souls might be but our dna our genetic uh material come from you know, Vega, Lyra, the, the Pleiades from all over the place. So I'm, I'm feeling like there's this royal purple energy behind Lady Justice. And she's sitting here with the book on her lap that she cannot read because she's got the, the blindfold over her eyes because Justice is blind. You know, meaning the scales of Justice will tilt in your favor or out of your favor depending on what you've done karmically. You have to make up for the things that you've done and you have to make sure those scales remain balanced. Otherwise the karma gets out of alignment and now you're off and running on another wacky adventure that you did not need. So, uh, and life can get chaotic and not in a good way. And I love this. There's two, there's a black cat and a white cat and they're both on the scales of justice and they're exactly the same height and weight and so the scales are balanced and i like that so what's above us we have balanced our karma is i'm is what i'm hearing we have balanced our karma lady justice has read the book and is determined that we are all okay we have balanced the karma and that is why we have room to celebrate even though we feel like we need to move and things are up in the air we have let go we are glowing up we do have the justice that we deserve we have the good karma now coming our way so having said that let's go to the next card the next card is in the place of what is in front of us what do we have to look forward to or what's going to happen in the next two to three weeks and that's exactly how i worded it and i mean i kept saying are you sure about this card I'm not happy about this card. This is the seven of wands and it shows a witch defending herself and her cat is in front of her defending her. So she is like, she has a one loyal friend and then it shows all these people with their wands pointing at her. So as I'm seeing this, I I'm wanting to tell you as well as tell myself that it is not necessary for us to have to defend ourselves remember what we've been going through for a couple weeks if 
somebody is committed to misunderstanding us, it's just time to let them go because fuck them. We don't need to be around that energy anymore. You know, people want to point fingers or make accusations. You know, I'm looking at this and I kind of feel like it's a false accusation or a false uh, people bearing false witness against us. They're lying about us. And again, she's and what's funny is this skirt that she's wearing looks identical to the purple curtains in the background of the justice card, the card we just read. It's the same purple and it's the same way. Like her skirt is hanging almost identical. I never noticed this before. It's hanging almost identically to the curtain of justice. And in this reading, as these things are together like this, the way that I see it is that we have justice on our side. We don't need to defend ourselves. We don't need to fight back. If I defend myself, I am attacked. That is a lesson that we learned in A Course in Miracles when I went through The Course in Miracles with you guys, which I think was season two, maybe season one and two. But when I look at this, I feel like no weapon against me shall prosper. So no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Nothing anybody says, nothing anybody does, nothing, no rumors anybody starts, any shit anybody tries to start is going to be a non-starter. We're not going to defend ourselves. We're just going to allow people to think poorly of us if they want. If they want to waste their time, that's fine. I don't think we need to spend time standing our ground and fighting back. We need to stand in our power and, and watch the powerless melt away. Like I see that she's like in this picture, she's being backed up against the edge of a cliff like she's going to fall. But also when I see the mountains in the background, I think of the fool card and it looked like he's getting ready to step off a cliff in the original Rider weight deck, right? And, um, and the Rider weight deck isn't the original, original tarot, but it's very, very similar to the absolute original tarot that was made like in the history of tarot ever. And it shows the fool like he's getting ready to step off a cliff, which means basically we don't know what's going to happen. Hello, darling. Guess who comes to say hello to you guys? Do you want to come lay down on the cards? You want to come lay down and, and say hi to the people? Oh, she just rubbed her head on you guys. I hope you felt that love. Hi, sweetie. You want to lay down? Yeah? Look at We're looking at these cards with the cats that look like you on them. She just came and put her foot on this, this card, the Seven of Wands. Also seven. I'm hearing seven chakras. And I'm also hearing spiritual attacks. So in the next two to three weeks, I want you guys to make sure that you are protecting yourselves. You know, make sure that if you are being, oh my God, you just, okay, she just laid on all the cards. Hi, knowledge. Hi, baby girl. What are you doing? Laying on all the cards. 
how can I read the cards for the people? How can I tell them what's coming if, if you're laying on the cards, baby? Now she's putting her head down and closing her eyes as if, it's time for my nap now, Mom. Sorry, you were in my way. Yeah, we're on a queen-size bed, but this is the little tiny corner I'm using. Miss Pris has to lay here now. <laughs> and so it is. The queen has spoken. There's my love. What are you doing, huh? Well, how are you doing, baby girl? You okay? What are you doing, baby? Okay. We're, we're reading for the people. She wants to be a part of the reading, guys. I hope you're okay with this. And hopefully Miss Pris won't uh, attack me. Do you like these cards? Look, they have little... Oh, yeah. She sees the little cat on, on, on these cards, and she, she just put her nose against the little cat. All right, thank you, honey. Thank you for uh, your energy and love, honey. She just, now she left. She just wanted to come and, and say, hey. <laughs> she had to come. Like, she literally came up on the bed, put her paw on the card I was reading, which was weird. Like, she's like, pay attention to this. Did I, did I read the card wrong? Maybe that's what she's trying to say. She threw up this week. I don't know what that's about. She ate, she scarfed her food down as fast as she could and came in the bedroom and threw it back up. And she's okay though. She's been a little more like sleepy than usual because it's been hot. It's been hot, but I've been giving her baby girl. She has her little ice pack when it gets hot. I give her an ice pack. She can lay next to it, put her paws on it, lay her head on it. And, um, and keep herself a little cooled off. but So she's always okay. She always has ice water um, on the hot days as well. Anyway, so there's something else she wanted to point out. And I don't know what that is. She put her paw literally on the, the cat. Defending the, um, the cat mommy in the picture. And I think she wants to point out that your your feline friends are going to be there to protect you energetically from any spiritual attacks. Oh, but also I wanted to let you know, if that does happen, you need to cleanse the energy, the aura off of your animals. I need to check her. Maybe that's what she wanted me to know. I need to check you. Girl, did, did someone send something towards you that you got? Were you defending me? Is that what this energy was? Oh gosh. Okay, I'm gonna have to I have to I have to spiritually cleanse you. I'm gonna give you a spiritual aura bath. She does not like the word B-A-T-H, but <laughs> there you go. Alright, so in the next two to three weeks, just protect yourself a lot. Know that justice is on your side. You've balanced your karma. It's time for celebration. So anything that comes your way. You are more than prepared to handle it. Remember, you've gone through this huge glow up. You have been through a lot. And it's time to protect yourself and everything is going to be fine. Now, as we go to the next card, the bottom of the staff on the, in the Celtic cross spread is how are we viewing ourselves? Wait a minute. The cat moved these around. Was it this one? It's this one. Yeah. The cat moved them around. That was so weird. You moved the cards around when you laid down. And I just remember the order that they were in. She's looking at me going, yeah, and? 
Do they deserve to be moved around, you believe? And she's just whipping her tail back and forth now, like, how dare you question my judgment, Mom? Knowledge Ravenspell, thank you for being a part of the show tonight. I love you. <laughs> now her, her tail's not so bad now. I've acknowledged you, and I've acknowledged your presence. Thank you. I, I am so grateful to have you in my life. Thank you. Okay, now she's happy. All right, so at the bottom of the staff, um, how we're viewing ourselves, how we've handled everything, and where we're at right now is the Queen of Cups. We're filled with abundance. We have everything we need. We are living in a veritable paradise compared to where we were. We feel that we have stepped into our own power and we have glowed up. We are there. We're able to provide for those who depend upon us as the lady in the picture is providing fish and other uh, food for her, her cat. And the fish are coming and standing at attention on the edge of the ocean ready to be caught to be a part of this woman's world, right? It's almost like the universe is throwing money at you. The universe is throwing friends at you. The universe is, is um, I'm hearing sheltering you with riches, sheltering you with riches. That's a, that's a wild one. And the universe is giving you everything you need, everything you desire all of your manifestations coming true at once. And in the background of this card, I'd never noticed this before. There are two palm trees that look like twins. There's another secret nod to twin flames coming together. And uh, she has this long baguette bread in her hand. And I love that. And she is... This is almost like temperance. It's like she's standing on the shore and the water is coming up over her feet. But she's not dipping her toe in the water on purpose. It's coming to reach her. So she is on solid ground, but she is in touch with that which is in her subconscious mind. She has a good handle on her mind and her spirit body, her spiritual bodies. Her um, emotions are, everything is organized and complete and I feel that and there's this royal peridot green I love it's like my birthstone uh, royal throne the seat that's there uh, beneath these trees and so she has the perfect seat in paradise you have the perfect seat in paradise you have the one place that you need to be you're there now and you feel that you're there now and I love, I love this for you. I love this for all of us. Now, the next card is how non-spiritual people are viewing us right now. And we have the Nine of Cups, which is a very good card. This is, we are completely in touch with our inner hermit as we meditate, as we stay in our spiritual power and we stand our ground quietly and confidently without feeling the need to defend ourselves or attack we are just being who we are and we're finally being recognized for it it shows a woman on the edge on the beach with the the uh 
ocean is coming up around her and she is undisturbed. She is in bliss. She is happy. She is peaceful and she is already in her power. She's already glowed up. <laughs> and the so the the cups are in a sand castle all stacked up nice and neat because all the love is there everything that we need the love of ourselves the love that we have for humanity the love that other people have for us the love that friends have for us and we have for our friends and our true love as well our twin flame love our soulmate love our romantic love all of it is there and in the background, here's these, this uh, peridot green, velvety, soft-looking mountains. And it's just very peaceful and very serene. And then there's a cat playing with a crab. I don't know if that's so serene, but I think overall this is a good card. That's how people are seeing us. Okay, so in the next three months our hopes and fears. That's the next card. And I got the 10 of wands. It looks like for the next three months, we're going to have a little bit of work to do. We're going to have to go up that mountain a little bit more. We still have more work to do. I mean, here's a test to see whether or not your work on earth is done yet. If you're still alive, sorry, <laughs> it's not done yet <laughs> to reiterate a quote from illusions adventures of a reluctant messiah by richard bach which i highly recommend if you've never read this book it, you could read it in a weekend and it's just delightful one of my favorite books i may go find it and read it again it's literally one of my favorite books but um so the ten of wands ten relates to the wheel of fortune but it shows a witch carrying ten brooms up a mountain and her cat is clinging to her and she doesn't look too happy she's in high heels climbing a mountain you know uh so she's just like uh you know gotta get there uh so it looks like you gotta put some work in and that's okay you know roll up your sleeves and just put that elbow grease into it because you're gonna get it done it's gonna be okay you are in the process of creating, co-creating a brand new life. And co-creating is the word that popped out at me. And as I see, she's on this mountain. There's all these um, new growth. I see all these uh, plants on the side of the mountain. And they look like new little plants coming up. And I feel like with every step you take, you are creating new prosperity, new abundance, new wealth, and you are growing in new ways. And even though your perspective might be that it's hard, I feel like you're creating your own fortune and you're going to be okay. And finally, the last card of the spread is the final outcome for the entire reading. And it is what will be happening also in the next six months. What can we expect? And we get the Knight of Swords coming in hot, baby. <laughs> the Knight of Swords. And he's on his broom and he's surrounded by... He has his cat standing at, at attention. We see that his cat is on alert at the ready. And he is coming in at this... Uh, now, the Knight of Wands has a red cape on, which could be passion. 
It could be a romance. And this Knight of Swords, he has a blue cape on. And that can mean uh, peaceful, serene, because he's prepared for everything. And he's ready. And here he comes. He's coming in, swooping really, really fast. And there might be a decision to be made, but he's making it and he's making the right one. And I feel like that's true for us. We will be making the right decision, whatever it is, in every area of our life. I feel that those decisions are being made with the Ten of Wands as we're going up that mountain and doing that hard work. And as we have gathered what we already need because we're prepared. Remember, we have the, the preparedness uh, card over here. We're prepared. We've gathered it up. We've already moved. We're already there where we need to. And so six months from now, when it comes time to make the big decision, we're going to make the right one. And we have a flock of birds at our side. So basically, I think that the right friends that need to be with you in that time will be with you. And I'm feeling like some of you will be feeling like you're winging it. I'm hearing the, the phrase winging it. But overall, everything is going to be just fine. You might feel like you're winging it, but you're going to be great. Everything is going to be fine. With that power and force of determination and will, because you know who you are. Other people know who you are now. And as long as you remember in the next two to three weeks, if you are, if you defend yourself, you are attacked. So take a deep breath and allow people, allow them to have a bad opinion of you. So what? That's not your business. It's none of your business what people think about you. You know, so the only thing that I see that could be a little bit of a danger or whatever would be that gossip lies. Um, I'm hearing slander. I'm hearing political scandal for some people. I don't know who listens to this that's in politics. So please be careful. Just be careful. But scandal might be a part of it. Um, some kind of, I'm hearing upswing, upturn, and there's another word that begins with you that started to form in my mind up Chuck. No, <laughs> there's some word that started to, um, Oh my God. Up end. That was the word, all these up words. So I feel like we're going up, 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 up. <laughs> and things might get topsy turvy as we go up, but we're going to write ourselves correctly. We're going to be able to charge into whatever situation is needed six months from now, which puts us at about February probably about Valentine's Day, possibly, you know, more or less, right? <laughs> it puts us into February, and I think that we're going to, uh, or end of January, I think that we're going to be able to come out of it okay. Now, if you are on the Twin Flame journey, the Knight of Swords and the Knight of Wands might show you that there's a foundation where you were prepared for your knight to come through, or, you know, you know whether it's a male or a female, you're waiting for this person, this other to come, but I think that this, this person will become charging forward in the next six months might be next week, three months from now, three weeks from now, you know, might be in August. It might be sometime, you know, in the next six months, doesn't have to be six months exactly from now, but this is more or less, it's just kind of a generalized, uh, reading. 
So, well, there you guys go. This was a pretty in-depth and detailed one. I hopefully, um, I hope that it's um, adequate. <laughs> I hope that's good. I like this. There's like land and um, waterways beneath this guy. He's living in his lush, beautiful land, but he's defending it. And he's got an army at his side. So um, I don't think that we're going to have to defend our territory six months from now. Hopefully that won't be the case. But I do feel like we're going to be winging it to some extent. And I do feel like we're going to be okay. And I feel this determination in, in victory energy. I feel like I'm hearing nothing can stop us now. Ain't no stopping us now. We're on the move. I just heard that too. <laughs> so there you have it. Um, there you have it. I have enjoyed doing this uh, season for you guys. I hope you've enjoyed season 10 of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. As I mentioned in the first half of the show, this is the final episode of the season. I will be back for one final season, season 11, in about two months after Mercury goes direct. And it'll be roughly probably about two months from now. I've got a lot of projects to get done in between now and then my class for Udemy is still up uh how to recognize the 17 hidden causes of anxiety if you want to go check it out it is on udemy.com that's u-d-e-m-y.com i am available for courts of heaven sessions if you want me to help you get rid of your generational curses. You just need to write me at mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com. Um, also, I'm Metaphysical Soul Speak on TikTok. If you prefer just to pop a little message on one of my funny videos, I mean, most of them are just like filter videos. Some of them are serious and some are just, you know, playing around. But um, so, yeah. And also, uh, if you want to send me a donation, some of you have asked about that. Just go ahead and, and um, you can PayPal me at mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com. Or that's the same for Zelle. You can use the same email for Zelle if you want to just um, send it that way. Uh, some of you have asked, how, how can I donate to the show? I've loved your show, listened to you for years, and I wanted to make a contribution because I know you're doing this for free. And yes, I am. I, I don't make any money doing this. Um, as you notice, there are no commercials and there haven't been for two years, three years. <laughs> and so, yeah, I do appreciate donations and thank you to those of you who have given donations. Um, I also do psychic readings. I can privately channel anyone for you, your great aunt Tilly or the creator of all the worlds or anyone in between, whoever you want to hear from or have questions for, you could ask Jesus or Buddha, any question you want, um, as long as it is a positive entity, <laughs> you know, someone who's positive and high vibrational, I can channel them and tune into them for you. So I do channeling, I do psychic readings, I do courts of heaven readings, I do healing sessions as well. I am a Reiki master healer teacher, and I also can do that as well. So any of my services, just please don't hesitate to write me, mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com. And that's it, guys. 
I love each and every one of you. Thank you for making this another successful season of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you, and I am grateful, beyond grateful, that we have had these wonderful 10 seasons together. And here comes Knowledge Ravenspell wants to say uh, a hearty uh, good night. You want to say hello to the people? You want to say good night? There you go. She's rubbing her head on you guys again. She really loves you, right? Yep. Yep. There you go. <laughs> and that's it for now. I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension until season 11, guys. Peace. Hey guys, have you missed me? Have you missed hearing all of my wild and crazy stories? All the weird stuff that happens on the daily in my world? How are you going to find out all of this information, you ask? I'm on TikTok, guys. Yes, that's right. Go find me at Metaphysical Soul Speak to hear things about timeline hopping, glitch in the matrix, goo, ghosts that show up, and also knowledge raven spell news don't delay go check me out at metaphysical soul speak on tiktok today <laughs>